Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. I'm so glad you're here listening to the show because number one, I really appreciate the support. Number two, it tells me you are a committed business owner who's really ready to grow and up-level and is ready to make the world a healthier place with the gifts and the talents that you share. I have an opportunity for you to step into your next level and to sell and serve in a bigger way than you ever have. I have limited spots available for my next level group coaching program, and I want you to grab one of them if you are really ready to go big. We start at the beginning of January 2022. If you get in now, you have some amazing bonuses that we'll be doing in December, and I want to chat with you to see if this program would be right for you. So click on the show notes link that has the opportunity to book a call with me, and let's get on the phone and find out, is this the right fit for you? If it's not, no big deal, but let's find out because I want to help you make this world a healthier place and do it in a bigger way than you ever have. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Welcome to another amazing edition of Nick at Noon, where every week I have guest experts on that are speaking about amazing things that they do in this world and how it can benefit you. And today I have my friend Jessica Klepper here, and she's going to be talking about how to use vision boards to manifest your dream life. And what I love is that no magazines are going to be ruined (laughs) or injured in this conversation. So we've got some really powerful stuff to share with you today. And I'm excited for Jessica to share all of this with you. Jess and I have actually known each other for quite some time. I think we determined maybe it might be close to 15 years now. And when I, so you moved to Hermosa in 2008 and we met way back then and you were in sales and I wasn't. And we had a mutual friend and that's how we got to know each other. And ultimately I just, our paths have always kind of, you know, crossed here and there through the years. And about a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic was when you started society of saleswomen Mm -hmm. and invited me to come on board. And I've been in that society ever since. And it's awesome to be connected with you again in another awesome way. Um, Let me just read so you can, so you can hear who Jess is in this world. Let me, I I just want to read her bio. Jessica has 20 plus years of sales experience in both tech startups and Fortune 500 companies. Her most recent roles have been with American Express and FedEx. She holds a Bachelor in Business Administration from Foster School of Business, University of Washington, and is currently pursuing her MBA at USC Marshall School of Business. She is also a certified yoga instructor to all my health and wellness peeps out there. Uh, She volunteered for six years at the Fulfillment Fund as a mentor and council member, has served as advisory board chairman and province director for Kappa Kappa Gamma, as a board member for New Image Emergency Shelter, and is in the midst of planning her now postponed wedding. Although it's not postponed anymore, right? It's It's not from last year. Yeah. (laughs) Not from this year. I'm manifesting it. (laughs) Yes, you're manifesting it. I love that. Is it? I'm sure it's on your vision board. It is. It's actually been on there for a couple of years. So I'll finally be able to take it off and put it in my true folder. Came true folder. I can't wait to hear more about the came true folder. That's exciting. Yes. So 
Well, I think it's really interesting too, because you and I, like I said, we've known each other for a long time and we were chatting a little bit before we jumped on here live and you were like, why don't you share some of the things that you've manifested? And then you made me remember, oh yeah, there are, like, I use this very actively. The visualization technique is a real thing for me. And honestly, every vision board I've ever made, if I go back like a year later and look at it, everything on it came true. I've done that twice. Yeah. And I'm like, tuned in. Yeah. And it's amazing because, well, and I'm sure you're going to share this because this is your area of expertise, but when we are constantly revisiting those images, it's solidifying it. It's actually what is making it manifest, right? And it's like the thoughts become things. Well, it's a thought. And when you start to see it in real life, in visualization, um, that's how you bring it into this world. So everything on this planet is made up. I mean, there's real things out here, but every major company that you know of and seems solid they don't know what they're doing either in the beginning. Like they're just trying it out. It's a playground. So yes, I think we need to repeat that again. You literally just said every major company didn't know what they were doing when they started. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, you know, like Oprah likes to say aha moment, but when you become an adult is like, oh, none of the adults, you always thought adults knew what they were doing. They, right. they don't really know what they're doing. And as adults, you're like, we just sort of make it up. And if we're confident in it and know this is right, then people go along with it. And as long as you're being authentic to yourself, then that is the reality. So I think you just summed up the secret to life, Jess. <laughs> like nobody knows what they're doing, but if you act confident and you start showing up consistently and you talk about it, like, you know what you're doing, people come along, they're attracted to that. And like, and as long as you stay true to yourself and you're authentic to what this is all about, like that really is kind of yeah, the gist of all of it. Yeah. Right. Like I had a coach once and it was was so refreshing when I heard her say this, because like you said, to your point, big companies, they don't know what they're doing when, when they're starting, but also small companies, small businesses, we don't know what we're doing. Is there strategy that we can apply? Yes. Is there, are there coaches and mentors and guides that we can hire to help us along the way? Yes. But at the end of the day, does anybody know what they're doing? No. And I had a coach that said that to me once and she's really successful. And she said, Nicole, nobody has any idea what they're doing. You just figure it out and <laughs> make changes and you make mistakes and whatever. It's exploring. Exploring. It's right. actually a fun part of the whole process. Yeah. So, You're right. Yeah. That's how we enjoy the process, right? Like, and it's funny because you actually brought this up before we we jumped on here and you said, why don't you tell the story about your car? And just to tell you guys a quick story, Jess and I, a couple of weeks ago, had reconnected to chat about, you know, me bringing her into the group and, and talking to you guys. And some of you may know this. Some of you don't. I have been actively obsessed with a G-Wagon and I don't, honestly, I don't know what it was, but years ago I saw Justin Bieber driving one. I'm not even like a huge Bieber fan. I like them. I like Justin Bieber, but it wasn't like, Ooh, Justin Bieber has it. So I want it. I just liked how the car looked. And then I saw Jennifer Aniston in one. And then I was like, Ooh, it's kind of a cool car. Okay. And I just kind of got my sights set on it. And honestly, I like Jeeps too. So I think structurally there's an attraction already there with like, you know, the, the structure of the car. Anyways, I went and test drove one. I've been doing exactly what Jess said. I've just been having fun with the idea of me being in a G-Wagon. And I know that the more I enjoy that visualization, enjoy interacting with, I I have this game that I play every day. I don't know if I told you this, Jess, but I count the number of G-Wagons I see every day when I'm driving around. And like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I saw seven today. And what's really funny is I really want a white one. I don't know why I want a white one, but I really want a white one. And a couple of weeks ago, when Jess and I got on the call, I have no idea what car she drives, right? Like we get together, but I don't know what car you drive up when, when I've gotten together with you over the years. 
had no idea. And here we are talking. And I said, you know, I'm really, I don't even remember how I brought it up, but I said, I'm really interested in a G wagon. That's what I'm trying to manifest. And Jess goes, that's what I drive. I was like, well, of course you do. I said, wait, let me guess. It's a white one, isn't it? And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, there you go. And what I felt and knew in that moment is although I don't have a white G wagon sitting in my driveway, that little interaction brought it closer to me. That was another breadcrumb in me getting on the path, on the journey to getting my G-Wagon. And it might seem small, it might seem insignificant, but that's just, and I know Jess is about to talk about it with what she talks about in, in vision boarding and manifesting. Those little instances, that's not a coincidence. That's very intentional about how I brought that into my into my world. And there we were in a casual conversation and she drives a white G-Wagon. So, and I don't see white ones often <laughs> or not as often. I mean, it's just a good example of we're going to see what we want to see. And it's, again, our world that we create. So, you know, the white jig wagon actually was not on my vision board, but I knew how I wanted to feel in a car. And when I got this car and it was not, you know, like I'm 44. So it's not like I got it when I was 23 or something, but the path to get this car it makes sense to me how I got here, even though maybe like 10 years ago, if someone said you're going to drive a white G-Wagon, I would have been like, what, how would that, how's that even possible? I don't even know how that's possible. I think that's how a lot of people start when it comes to vision boarding and visualizing. So that's why, you know, I've been vision boarding for like 10 years. And initially when I started it, I would go about it backwards. And this is how I think a lot of people do it is they go and they're like, I'm going to do a vision board, super exciting art craft project. And they go and get all the magazines and they start just looking for really cool things that they'd want. Oh yeah. That'd be really cool to have my life. Oh yeah. I want that. And so they work backwards. They go externally to get the things that they think they want. They put on the board and then nothing happens. And I did that for a couple of years myself. And I was like, I mean, I enjoy the process. It's really fun to like, imagine having all these things, but there were some key elements that I was missing to actually make the thing happen. Mm -hmm. And um, I always like to remind people that a vision board actually is just a tool. And I always say Dumbo's feather because, you know, Dumbo could always fly. Who's the girl? Why am I forgetting her name? In the Wizard of Oz, the main girl, Dorothy, (laughs) Dorothy Uh could always get home, but she didn't, she didn't realize yet. Like she didn't come to that conclusion yet until the very end. And then she realized she didn't need the wizard of Oz to get home. It was always within herself. It's the same with Dumbo. He could always fly. I didn't need the feather. The vision board's kind of the same thing. You don't actually need the vision board for, but for a lot of people, it helps the process. It helps them tap into the magic that already exists. So just keep in mind, a physical vision board is not the end all be all. You don't have to create a physical thing. If that's not your speed or you're more of a journaler, you're more of a meditator, maybe you're religious and you like to pray. You can do all the stuff through prayer. You don't have to do it through like a vision board, but the three main elements that I've sort of discovered over the years to make these things work are the same, no matter what, what tool you use. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the vision board personally, because I like the physical you know, board. I like the visual aspect of it because visual things to me provoke feelings and emotions and things like that. And that's, that's really what's needed. And so if you are more of a, like I said, if you're more of a journaler or something else, you can always use a technique like that. So in the time that I've spent, I started to get really good, just like you, like all my vision boards started coming true. And for me personally, I like the physical board. I have a cork board. And I will put images and words up there. And as they come true, 
I acknowledge like, this is amazing. This came true. I put it in a folder that says it came true. So over the last eight or so years, I have all of these like random cutouts of things that have all come true. And my, my rate right now is probably, you know, 90% of everything on the board comes true. There's like two lingering things on there from eight years ago that still I've not removed yet, but I haven't given up on them. But it comes down to these three things. And, and this is something that I've put out there on my website as well, which is the visionboardguide.com if anyone wants to look at it. But it comes down to clarity. So really being clear about what you want in your life, resonance, getting to that feeling of what it feels like to live it or have it or be it, and you know, being specific about that feeling. And then the last is just trusting that it'll happen and believe that will happen. And I find that people get hung up on all of those steps, one of those steps, you know, it's important that all three of those steps happen before you even take a pair of scissors to a magazine. Mm -hmm. Because if you go in the right order, then the things will start to happen. But I just want to break down each one of those for a second. So clarity, you know, you're very specific about like, this is the car I want. This is what it looks like. You're really clear about what you want. And I think a lot of people are not clear. And I know for me, my own personal experience, especially in the relationship realm for, oh, I don't know. I, you mentioned I'm getting married or I'm having my wedding this year. And again, I mentioned earlier, I'm 44. So it took me a little while to get clear on what I wanted in a partner. I just could not articulate what that was. I was very more about like trying things out. I didn't want to miss on anything that I would, I would maybe just not see. And so I really wanted to try things out and that's okay. And I I mentioned that earlier, that's kind of exploring. So if you're uncertain about what you want, don't build a vision board, go explore things. Maybe there's certain areas of your life that you do know things that you want, but I always say like maybe bucket it into like relationship, work, money, health, creativity, spirituality, purpose, joy, you know, whatever you can bucket it into different things. And maybe you're really clear on like what you want your health future to look like, but maybe you're not clear on who your relationship is. So that's an area of exploration. And when I say exploration and I say clarity, you want to think about going to a restaurant. So this is, this is all kind of law of attraction 101 stuff, but if you go to a restaurant and you have a menu, the waiter is going to bring to you whatever you order on the menu. And if you don't know what you want to order, the waiter's not going to bring you anything. <laughs> or if you're like, let me just try a little bit of, you know, I'm not sure. Then the waiter says, well, let me just bring you a little bit of everything. You could try it out. Maybe that's where you are right now. And that's okay. But if you know, you want tomato soup, you say to the waiter, I'd like tomato soup. And guess what? The waiter brings you tomato soup. And that's exactly what being clear in this circumstance is about mm-hmm. knowing exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I would say about that is just making sure that you are you know, if you've decided you want a, you want a position and a material thing, you want to feel a certain way or whatever it is that you make a statement about it in a present tense format. So if you want to be a, you know, health coach that owns her own business or his own business, then you say, I am a business owner, health coach in the present tense. You don't want to say I will be, or I want to be because what you're attracting and what, how this works is that it needs to be at the same level you are. So if you're sort of longing, the opportunities that come to you are just going to go miss you. Well, by saying I want to, you're creating that distance between where you are and where you want to be. So you're actually, you're 
perpetuating it. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to meet it. You're right. just going to miss it. Right. So you have to, you have to be confident and have courage to be able to say, I am this. Yes. And again, it's okay if you're, if you're not sure yet, you can always go try things out. Like maybe just be a coach for one person and see how it goes and see, make sure that you really love this and this is what you want to do. And that builds that confidence to the point where you could say, I am a health coach or get a certification or whatever the thing is to help you achieve in a present tense, whatever that is. Yeah. So, you know, you're going in test driving cars and stuff like that. So you kind of know how that feels and maybe you don't know exactly how it's going to happen. That's okay. And that's not actually your job in this process. Your job is just to get clear. So that's number one. Any questions on that? <laughs> no, I love it. It's perfect. The clarity okay. is really, because a lot of people go to the restaurant and they know they want the tomato soup, but they don't ask the waiter for the tomato soup. And then they get mad when the tomato soup doesn't show up. So I think that is really powerful. That, that too. Yeah, that, that can happen too. So good analogy. Yeah. And so the second step is, okay, you know exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. The second step is being very specific and it's creating resonance. So this was the area where that changed my life when it came to vision boarding. I met with a friend of mine and she's like, why are you just throwing things, you know, magazine cutouts of things like maybe you want to have, like, make sure it's something that you, that's really meaningful that you want. But the key is when you go and pick images, or you go and pick words is to pick something that actually like vibrates with you on a cellular level, like resonates with you. So that when you look at that picture, you know, I gave you the example of, I was looking for a relationship. When you look at that picture of that, you know, for me, it's a man looking at a woman that you want to feel, you can actually feel what it feels like to be that woman in that picture. Like you are going to feel that feeling when you're with that person you're with. And in the case of the car, you're going to feel that exact feeling of driving the car, pulling out of your driveway, waving at your neighbor, being like, Hey, what's up? Put your sun, you know, your sunroof open, turn the tunes up. You're going to feel the breeze. It smells like Hermosa beach air, Redondo beach air, like your hair is shorter and it's like blowing. It got in your mouth, whatever. Like, do you see how specific I'm going with this? So you want to almost like write a story around whatever that clear statement is. I am a health coach. You want to write a story of what that feels like. Mm -hmm. So like a health coach, I have a health coach. I'm meeting with a client. This is my first time meeting with them. I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm really excited. I want to change their life. I feel amped up that I'm, I'm going to be making a difference. I have some information, but I'm excited to learn more. I'm, I'm turning on my zoom. I'm going to feel a little hot by the, the lamps, you know, on my face. I mean, getting specific about that exact experience to the point where when you experience it, it's almost deja vu. Cause you're like, I, wow. And you can mentally, it's almost like a mental milestone. Like, okay, I'm achieving this right now which is kind of cool. I mean, there's places to have some spontaneous things in your life that are fun to experience, but there's also an amazing experience when you're experiencing deja vu of a thing that you've actually visualized before it happened. And then it's actually happening. And every, almost every professional sports athlete, you know, performer like JLo, I think does this, they all imagine their set, their show, their performance before it happens. The really good ones do. It's the exact same thing, even though maybe we're not you know, doing heart surgery or scoring the winning NBA basket, but you go back and listen to Oscar speeches. And these, these actors are standing in front of their bathroom mirrors when they're 10 years old, giving their speech. So this is something that you want to feel as if you're in the moment Yeah. already. Yeah. I have a question about that. Is it something where like, is this a five minute 
powerful session of visualizing? Is it something that you just want to all throughout the day, every time you think about it? Like, where is this practice? Because I, I agree. I think the feeling piece is the most important. Feeling is is the secret. What's the best way to get into that feeling? So I do think you need to be intentional about it. So you have to decide that I'm going to set aside time every day to do this. When or where, you know, some people have kids and it's like every minute of their day is like taken up or they have crazy jobs or whatever it is. I know that in my past of getting specific, again, like the relationship was a major one for me. So I dedicated the first 20 minutes I woke up every morning, I just laid in my bed and just envisioned whatever would pop in my head. In the beginning, I didn't even know what, I don't think I knew exactly what what it felt like to be in love with someone the way that I wanted to. And so I had read somewhere, if you have love for a child or a pet or a parent, whatever, start there and just focus on the feeling. And so that's what I did for like two months. All I did was just focus on the feeling of loving my dog. (laughs) Like that's what I did for 20 minutes. Every morning when I woke up, I just lay there and think about how good it feels to love my dog. And then slowly things started, imagery started creeping in of like cooking and, and I don't cook, but cooking and then cooking in a white kitchen and like more specifics came up for me. And then that's how I got, eventually got my imagery for the vision board, but I didn't know where to start. So I spent 20 minutes. Some people only have five minutes to spend, but you know, you could be on the toilet. You could be in your car. I, I always say like, just spend a minimum of 90 seconds because again, Oprah had a neurobiologist on her, on one of her podcasts that said, if you spend 90 seconds on an emotion, it actually runs the course of the emotion through your body. So she said like the next time you get angry at somebody or something, start a timer and wait 90 seconds and see if the anger diminishes. And the reason why she says people continue to stay angry and stuff like that is they start the cycle over again. So you sort of like diminish it and then you start the cycle over again. But if you can spend like 90 seconds thinking about how great it would be to be in that car, what it feels like and the wind's blowing and think of that specific story. I mean, that story of your car that I just gave with your wind, you know, the wind blowing and all that was like 60 seconds. I just described that story or less. I don't know, but sit kind of marinate in that feeling for the 90 seconds at minimum. You know, what just came up for me too, is I realized something that I already knew in this moment, as you were describing that you have the G wagon. And as you were describing that, I started thinking I should listen to her because she knows what it feels like. And I'll start to kind of be in that energy of you sharing it. And I'll be able to embody that. And it made me realize something, like I said, that I already know when we put ourselves around people who have done what we're looking to do, that's just like visualizing it because it's almost like giving us a front row glimpse, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and let's say outside of the material things, like maybe in your health coach world, mm-hmm. have health coach mentors, have people mm-hmm. who have done it already and talk mm-hmm. to them and, and spend time with them. Maybe even like if they'll let you like sit in, you know, with them or if their patient or cust client allows them to, mm-hmm. to have that experience. If you don't know, mm-hmm. that exploration part again is, is part of the process. If you're not sure remember what comes back to you is uncertainty. So if you want to get a little more sure about it or a little bit more of like a learning experience and say, you know, I really like how they did that, but maybe I want to do it a little differently when I do it. And then you can kind of fine tune your clarity statement essentially and and how specific you want to be in your visualization of whatever that your story is. 
Right. Because so, of the exploration, because of you yeah. playing and trying. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the other thing. It's like people get very serious about this. This is supposed to be fun. This is fun. <laughs> this is like, oh my God, I get like the world is my playground. I get to like pick whatever I want to do. Yeah. And are there times when like you just can't see how this is going to be possible? Yes. So that's why the last step is trust and believe. And the trust and belief part, there's more to it than just saying, okay, I'm just going to like give this up and let this happen. What it means is one, you're going to be more open to seeing the opportunities as they come. So, you know, you want to buy a G-Wagon, how am I going to do this? Well, it costs money. I'm going to make sure my credit score is good. So many people want to control the process. Well, I'm going to make sure I do this and then, then, you know, or I'm going to make sure I'm buying this thing right exactly the time that I'm supposed to buy it because it's not that they ever go on sale, but it's going to be on sale. <laughs> they, try to, they try to control the process and you don't want to do that because that's stressful and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. So you have to believe that these things, if you honestly, honest to goodness, believe that you are going to drive that car, you're going to have that partner, you're going to be this health coach, it will happen. And you don't have to worry about the how, when, why, or where you don't, you just have to trust it's going to happen. You have to be clear about what, what it's going to look like when it's happening, what you're going to feel like, and things will start showing up to you that if you're clear and know what it feels like, you can recognize it. And so when you recognize it, you can grasp it and that's going to take you to the next thing. And that's going to get you closer. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. I find that people have a mental block when it comes to feeling like they deserve to have something. They feel like, okay, a G-Wagon is a good example because it's a financially related thing. If I have this that means somebody else is suffering or I'm taking away from somebody else. And everyone gets stuck on that there's a pie and there's only so much in the pie. And if I have this many clients, that means you can't have them and whatever. There's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. If every single person here today wants a J-Wagon and you really believe in your heart of hearts, you deserve it and you can feel yourself own it and be in it, there's enough. Trust me, there's enough. So you have to get into a mental space where you have the courage to put it out there, believe it can happen, trust that it's going to happen. And again, I like to, if there's people who are religious out there, I always like to reference back to like Joel Osteen. He talks about how you don't want to pray and say like, I really want this. I really, really, that's another gap thought, right? It's thank you for bringing this to me. I'm so excited to be driving in this thing. I can't, you know, it's going to be so amazing. I'm I'm going to feel so great when this happens. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's coming. Thank you. Like that's the sort of way that you want to do it. Not the help me 
help me or, or I want, that's yeah. the way to go about it. You're coming from lack, right? You're right. actually saying that you're actually, I guess, breaking the trust in that moment. You're 100%. saying, I want this, but what you're saying is I'm not sure it's coming to me. So I need to keep telling you, I want this, but you're actually yeah. severing the trust that you need to have in the universe, knowing that I know this is coming. I know this is for me. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. I mean, one really great example I have is, um, you know, a friend of mine struggling to get pregnant, couldn't, couldn't conceive, did IVF, all that kind of stuff. She's pretty religious and she was writing emails and Facebook posts. Like I'm angry at God. I hate God. Why is he doing this to me? Like I'm suffering. I've had like 14 miscarriages and all these problems. And she's, she's probably one of the most religious Christian people I know. And I was like, this is actually an opportunity for you to showcase how strong your love for Jesus and your trust for God is, because do you not believe that God knows that this is important to you and has a bigger plan for you Has a bigger, I try to, not everybody's religious, but in her case she is. And so, so we framed it in that way. And, you know, she did eventually um, adopt a daughter And of course, then she got pregnant after that. (laughs) So she's having a boy and she's 46, everybody. So um, I think exactly what you said, like, this is an example of, do you really trust or do you not trust? Are you trying to control the process? Are you trying to let the process happen? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes these things actually turn out better than even you could have imagined it. Mm -hmm. And yes, the feeling's there, but maybe you're getting the AMG version instead of the the regular version because yeah, that's how it worked out. So, but you trust the process. I love how you said that because not the G wagon and the AMG version. I mean, of course I love that too, (laughs) but the idea that whether you're religious or not, the idea that you don't think God is hearing you, the idea that you don't think that the universe is listening to you is cutting you off from what your co-creator is from what your power is. You are the universe. Yes. You are a piece of the master. And ultimately the master is hearing everything that you're saying. The universe knows what you want. And what I found so beautiful about how you said that is my coach said that to me a couple months ago, I said something that about a relationship, actually about a partner. And she said, Nicole, I have heard you and trust me that if I have heard you, so has God. And she was saying it in this really beautiful way of me being able to step into owning and understanding it's already on its way to me. Mm -hmm. I've said it, I've made it very clear. That's what I want. And, or I guess I shouldn't say what I want, but I think that that's so important because the trust and belief I think is really tough for people. I think the last two steps are the toughest first. Clarity can be hard at first, especially if we're in that mode of like not feeling worthy and not wanting to like share what our desires are or not feeling like we're okay to have desires. So that's a, that's a big hurdle in in some ways to get over. But then the second and third, like getting to the feeling of it and then trusting and believing it's already on its way. I think those are the two toughest where the most opportunity lies for people to, to understand exactly how to manifest. Cause when you can get into those two, once you get clear on it, feel it and then trust that it's on its way. Cause it is. Yes. And that's, those are the three steps. So again, if you can do those three steps before you even pick up the scissors and then go into it with like, okay, I know exactly what I want my engagement ring to look like. I know exactly what I want my future spouse and I to look like walking along a river or whatever. I know exactly what I want my health coach business to look like. I know exactly what I want to be driving in. Then you can find 
the magazine pictures. And sometimes people will like spend a day on it or whatever. Sometimes you can't find the right picture that's going to re-bring back those emotions and feelings because that's the idea with the actual vision board. So like the physical board, what you want to have happen is when you look at it, it's going to reignite mm-hmm. the feeling and the story that you've created that you're going to be living. That's the whole point of it. It's just to get back, get you back to the feeling again. So like I said, for some people, the vision board's a great reminder because you put it next to your desk, you put it, you know, on the back of your bathroom door or someplace where you can see it every day and spend 90 seconds minimum on it. For other people, they may not actually need the physical board. Maybe you just like wake up each morning and you just spend 10 minutes thinking about whatever thing. And I have like 70 different things on my board, but I tend to gravitate toward one or two in any given moment. And so I just focus on those and just kind of focus on the feeling of those. And I sort of get an idea after a while, because you could change too. You could feel like, you know what, I'm not, I don't know that I really want this anymore. And you could take it off. I mean, again, all this stuff's supposed to be fun and easy. It's not supposed to be hard and like stressful. You're being held accountable and whatever. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. That's the whole point, but there has to be intentionality behind it to be Mm -hmm. successful. So if you want to go, you know, there's a quote that's, it's actually, it's a wealth wealth quote, but it's like rich people create their life and poor people say life happens to me. I don't really say it like that, but I do like the elements of you can be a person that's a life happens to me person, or you can be a person that says I create my life. So you kind of have to decide like which of those people you want to be. And that is what you will be. (laughs) You're right. Whatever you believe you are is exactly what you are. And stepping into that is what brings it to you. You know, one thing I just wanted to share real quick, and and I'm sure you probably teach this, but one thing that I have found to be really powerful when I'm having trouble in the belief step is looking back at past situations that I didn't necessarily understand or believe at the time could be possible for me. Mm -hmm. And because you kept saying, you know, the how is not our business. And I agree with you. I think that's the toughest part. Once we get clear on what we want, we talk ourselves out of it because we're like, well, I don't know how this could ever happen for me. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and I think when you look back on your life and you see instances of, well, gosh, that shouldn't have happened to me. And it did. And when I say shouldn't have happened to me, I mean, we can look back all of us at our lives and point things out where it's like, wow, that was amazing. I don't know how that came into my life. And if that can happen, then it can happen in the future. It's your trust and your belief that's standing in the way of that actually happening. For sure. And these things don't have to be like monumental mountain moving, you know, the old saying is like you move a mountain, like one little stone at a time. It's daily decisions. It's daily like choices on how you decide that you want to live your life. And so you could still be teaching and not even here today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you hadn't made small choices over the past few years Yep. and now here you are. So, and now you're talking about G wagon, so you're doing really well. So uh, we've even had a conversation around G wagons, right? (laughs) Love you teachers. You're amazing. But anyway, so yeah. And it's, and it's something I think, especially when you're in a sales type world, sometimes you do feel guilty that, Hey, I put in, you know, you work your ass off and things are like measured by numbers, but then a teacher who works crazy, crazy hours and gets paid like a fraction of what you get paid. I have definitely felt like at times like, oh my God, I can't believe I get paid what I get paid in sales compared to my poor friend who works 500 times more hours than I do. But 
she's probably getting something else out of it. If she's still in that position, she's probably getting something else out of it that has that same value to her at the time, you know, like money, when I was in my twenties and thirties, money was, money was very important to me living as a single person in LA, it's expensive to live here. So that was, you know, a focus of mine, but eventually that changed. And, and that's the other nice thing about this is these things can change and you don't have to do this in January and be like, okay, this year I'm accomplishing this. January 1st, I've got to know all my things. Right. You don't have to do, I mean, you can do a vision board right now that sort of encompasses the next few years or whatever. Like I said, I have something on here. It still hasn't come true from eight years ago, but to be, you know, real with you, I haven't really focused energy on it or like thought about it or meditated on it, which maybe to me is saying like, well, is this something I really want? Maybe I should take it off because it's not, you know, maybe I'm not clear about it or maybe I'm not really feeling it. So these are also tools that could be ongoing in checking in with where you are in your life and what things you do want. And so I'm hearing it's okay to change your mind. Yes. It's okay to change your mind. I love that. I just wanted to make that a point because I'm hearing you say that over and over again. And I I love it. I love that you're, you're just sharing it and and saying it. So like, it's okay to change your mind. What you wanted last week may not be the same anymore. Again, this is your life. So, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're married or if you have a business partner or whatever, you can absolutely co-create as well. It doesn't have to be like you by yourself. Like the two of you can come together and really like do it together. So there's no like real hard rules on this. I just created these three steps because it's a shortcut to like me trying to figure out like how, how does this work and, and what was successful. I like to look back and see what came true and what was surrounding that to like make it come true while I was paying attention to the opportunities I got, I was really clear, but I knew I wanted that thing. I really was, you know, concentrating a little bit every day on like, as if I already had it, I believed it was coming to me. I knew in my soul it was going to come to me. I didn't know when or how, but it would. And, you know, and then you celebrate it when it happens. Right. I love that. It's important. I want to share something that's a little bit of a tangent, but I, I want to, I just love that you shared this and said it in the way that you did, but we were talking about teachers and, you know, you were saying, gosh, I almost feel guilty. Sometimes you didn't use the word guilty, but I feel bad. because I think I did. I think I did. You use guilty. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you use, it was, and I get it because it's like, it, listen, I was a teacher and then I was in sales. So I understand both of those where it's like, I knew who I was as a teacher. I know how hard I worked. I knew how little money I made. And then I know exactly what I did in sales and how much money I made. And the work ethic was the same in terms of how I showed up, but definitely didn't require as much as it did when I was a teacher. And what I wanted to point out is I get how you feel being in sales and had you, it's kind of like an Abraham thing. And I'm sure you listen to Abraham Hicks or or know of Abraham Hicks. They say you can't get poor enough to help poor people. You can't get sick enough to help people, you know? And in that moment, when you're feeling like in sales, gosh, I feel bad. There's these teachers that aren't making as much money as me or her working way harder. And what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say in a really convoluted way, had I not seen an example in you, when I was a teacher, you were in sales, you were at FedEx, Had I not seen that example in you of what was possible for me, I wouldn't have gone for that. That couldn't have been a goal for mine. So if you had said, you know, I feel so bad. I make so much money in sales. Let me go be a teacher with Nicole and like play small. And then we both would have been in the damn bucket together. But the fact that you rose to your fullest expression, the fact that you showed me through you showing up for yourself and in your own life, you showed me what was possible. I went into sales. 
you were an inspiration. I'm not sitting here saying you were the only one, but you were certainly one of people that I knew who were doing something that I wanted to do. And because you were doing it, it showed it was possible for me. So I just wanted to say that a a little bit, but it's still very similar to what we're talking about because it was one of the ways that I understood how to manifest what I was looking for. And And again, touching on what we said earlier, I don't know that I believed in any way that it was possible for me at that time. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could go from a 15 year high school teacher career into sales, but I saw examples all around me of it, which is why I was able to step in that to into that belief and, and make it happen. So I just thought that was really powerful as you were saying that, because it's just, it's a way for all of us to remember the best way for you to show up in your life is in the best way for you to show up in your life. Totally. That makes sense. The best way is to be the fullest expression of you so that other people can see what's possible for them. Cause you're a permission slip for them when you do that. Totally. Yeah. 100%. And you know, same thing. Like that's how I got in sales too. I was in marketing making whatever at some small amount. And I was seeing all the commission checks going out to the salespeople. And I was like, that guy does not work at all. Like I'm here 6am to 10pm every day, like busting out all this marketing stuff. And I'm just getting this salary in my cube. And he's just like flying all over the place and making like three times what I was making. And I was exposed to that. So I was like, okay, I think I want to try this out. I have no sales experience, but I feel like this is something that I need to experience. And so then that's how I actually got initially got into the sales field as well. I was exposed to people also. And I think also our, our just human brains look for evidence all the time, like whether it's something political or vaccine related or jobs or careers or life or whatever, we're searching for evidence to confirm whatever thing we believe. And so you need to plant that initial seed and vaccines. People are searching for evidence of things like what are you? <laughs> so, you know, like the brain doesn't stop. It's like looking for the, looking yeah. for the evidence. So, you know, like with the car, like you said, you see like seven a day, your brain's looking for evidence of like, yeah, this is supposed to be in my life. This is supposed to be in my life. Well, and but, I actually consider it a win when I see a Jeep, even though I don't count that. Yeah. I feel like that is because structurally they're very similar. I'm like, that means I'm getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I mean, there just will be opportunities that will start appearing mm-hmm. that have nothing to, you know, that you're just like, I don't even know how this happened. Yeah. And when it, when it happens, just recognize them and kind of like giggle to yourself because you actually did have a part in that, even though it seems like you didn't at all. Yeah. Sometimes you did because you yeah. put it in your consciousness. And, you know, I think you mentioned like in my bio that I mentored with this group called the fulfillment fund. And one of the things I loved about it was you took kids, um, inner city kids to college campuses. So they could actually envision themselves walking on a college campus, going into a class, seeing what it's like to be a college student, because how else would they see that? They would never see that in the environment they're in. And just by opening up that experience, they now can feel what that feels like. And so I feel like a lot of people do this already. They're just sort of subconsciously doing it. They don't know that they're doing it, but the motions of it. Yeah. And I mean, that's also how people kind of get stuck in some places. I mean, health is a good example. Like some people, when I threw my back out, it was really, really hard for me to visualize dancing around and being healthy and not feeling pain, but you kind of have to force yourself to do it a little bit every day. And, and at some point you will get there. If you can believe it's going to happen, you may not know how or why or when, but it's hard to do in the moment especially if your back is hurting, you can't tie your shoe or you can't move. And you're just like, I don't, 
I don't know how I'm ever going to be healthy again. Force yourself if you can get there and if you can believe it will happen to imagine or remember what it's like to like have movement and be active Mm -hmm. and, and live in your brain, even if it's just in your brain and it's not in your body, being that active, healthy person, because that's how it, that's a piece of it. That's going to create opportunities for, but you know, who knows better physical therapy. I'm just making stuff up better physical therapy or more opportunities with a health coach or a nutrition person to help get you there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Well, and even just putting yourself in, like when your back is hurt, maybe just watching people dance on TV could be a way to at least get your, you know, there's all these little ways to at least start. But there, there again is the the mental piece of it. So if you're, if you're going to watch it and it's going to get you depressed, Oh yeah. Then you're not going in the right direction, but if you're going to watch it and be motivated or inspired or kind of can envision yourself doing something similar, mm-hmm. then it's sort of in the right direction. Right. But yeah, okay. especially if you're in the thick of the pain or in the thick of whatever the issue is. Yeah. And again, like, the health coaches may be involved in that in some aspect too, of, of, of motivation and, and helping to build that imagery. Right. You know, if you can, if you can help, you know, if I, I didn't realize that I helped you build your sales imagery, but if you can help someone else build their imagery, that's amazing too. You're just now sort of sharing. Yeah. Sharing that experience. Well, and I think that's, what's so powerful about it too. We're all helping people at all times. Mm-hmm by just how we show up in the world. Like you just said, you didn't even know years ago that you were one of the reasons why I understood this was possible for me. And when we really step back, we don't like, we don't know how much impact we have every day and we don't need to know. We just need to know that we do so that we keep showing up powerfully because there are people who are impacted every day by who we are and how we show up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this was super powerful. I I could talk about this all day long. If um, there's all this stuff that I just talked about is on the website, visionboardguide.com. The vision know, the, board guide or the visionboardguide.com? The visionboardguide.com. Thank you. Okay. And I do do one-on-one coaching, which essentially is if you're like, okay, I get it, but I just, there's no way I can self-motivate to do this. Then I sort of help, help you get unstuck in the process. So if you can't like get clear, if you can't like come up with a story around that, on your own, um, you need someone to sort of like guide you through the process. That's what I do with the the one-on-ones, but anyone can do this anytime you can do this right now and do the steps before you cut the magazines is all I ask, because if you want the chance of success to go up, this right. is the process, right? There's a million, if you do want to actually build a vision board guide, there's a million, you know, YouTube videos on like how to build a vision board. But like I said, it's sort of up to you and what's going to resonate the most with you. Right. I love that. Awesome. Um, yeah, this was so good, Jess. I just like yeah. I said, talk about this all day because it is so powerful and it is so true. And it feels and anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. It feels yes, I drive a two wagon now, but that wasn't always my life. Okay. Anybody can do it. I love it. I love, well, even just that example of like the G wagon and how we were in a conversation and you said, oh yeah, I drive a white G. Like all of that is like the breadcrumb on your way and it's proving everybody can do this. You just have to be intentional and the belief that's the biggest piece. Yep. It is. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. The vision board.com. The vision board right? guide guide the vision guide.com. We'll put that in the comments to make sure everybody has it. Go check out her website. Uh, where can they follow you? Where can they find you? So I am sort of like word of mouthing the vision board guide. I don't do 
social media or advertising. All my social media is through Society of Saleswomen, which okay. is all different sales topics. But the website's kind of it. I don't, I don't, I have an Instagram, but it's not active at the okay. moment. Okay. So the website's the best place for them to check it out, see what you're all about. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much again, Jess. This was really powerful. And I really appreciate you being here. This was awesome. Good seeing you. And thank yep. you for sharing your time with me. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me. And it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.